0: My name is Rod. I'm an alcoholic. I am in recovery. Now, I know this is not a recovery
1: meeting, but a worship service, and it is not my intention to turn it into a recovery meeting, but I begin with this because I have found my experience with addiction to be relevant from my admittedly limited perspective it to be possibly relevant to what is going on in the greater society. Some of what I am hearing about our present circumstances and the hopes and fears for what comes next, some of what we talk about when we talk about all of this, it resonates with some of what I have learned about my own addictive behavior and the sometimes bumpy and never fully arrived ride
0: into well-being. First, a working definition of addiction and the habitual activity
1: that a person engages in long after its destructive effects are painfully clear. That is not an original definition and is hardly comprehensive, but it serves to highlight the fact that while not all habits are addictions, all addictions are habits. Habits that prove destructive both to the individual and to those in relationship with and sometimes merely in proximity to the addict. A habit that a person engages in long after its destructive effects are painfully clear. The obvious question that people around the addict, those who love and care for the person, the question that is posed in concern, in frustration, in exasperation, and often in understandable anger is, why don't you just stop?
0: You can see that it is hurting you and those around you. And addicts sometimes ask themselves
1: this question in shame, with remorse, in exasperation, and often in understandable internal rage, why don't I stop? Again, I am not an expert, nor a therapist, nor a researcher, only one who has experienced addiction both from the inside and pursuing my own recovery And from the outside, attempting to help someone I love find recovery. And I have grappled with this very simple and obvious question in many different ways.
0: Why don't you just stop the habitual behavior that is plainly causing harm? Again, this is hardly comprehensive, but here are some, well, if not answers, and responses to that question an addict is convinced that the substance
1: or behavior which you can plainly see is causing pain the addict is convinced it is actually relieving pain even when it becomes clear that pain is associated with its use the addict can engage in amazingly creative explanations for what really caused the pain in any given situation. Even though, again, the obvious common denominator is the substance or behavior that is the focus of the addiction. Why don't you just stop drinking, using, shopping, gambling?
0: No, no, no,
1: no, no. That happened because my car broke down, or my boss is a jerk, or the store closed early, or my phone died. (laughs) These are the problems in life, and using simply provides some momentary relief from all these problems. And the more you ask, the more frantically creative the explanations for problems, distress, pain become. Because the deeper the distress, the more I need the substance or behavior causing the distress, because it still provides some, if only momentary and undoubtedly fleeting relief from the distress. And because my habit, the substance, behavior, whatever is the focus of my addiction, has become so central to my life, I have convinced myself that it holds powers it doesn't have, that I can't function without it, that it allows me to be myself, that it connects me with others that it is part of who I am, so the pain that I am experiencing cannot be caused by my addiction. I cannot allow myself to face that reality precisely because I cannot imagine my life without it. I may attempt abstaining, but I return to my addiction because even though it is painful, it is familiar. And the familiar holds its own comfort even when it is painful.
0: I cannot imagine and thus cannot believe that another way of living is possible. So what does this have to do with what we are experiencing now? What we are experiencing now might be seen as a kind of societal intervention.
1: An intervention in recovery terms is when people gather around an addict and share what they see happening in the addict's life. It's troubling and painful effects on them and their unwillingness to in any way further support the addictive behavior, even while and because they love and support the person who is addicted. The addict quickly learns, if they are listening, that it is not simply the latest incident or series of incidents that is the problem, but that it is a history of pain and disconnection and loss of trust and suffering on the part
0: of all those who love the addict, all revolving around the addictive behavior. The effects of and the
1: response to the COVID-19 virus with the ensuing abrupt and ongoing break in normal patterns has provided a stark perspective on the pain that has resulted from the habitual behaviors and ingrained routines entwined in our economic and political systems. Unequal and lack of access to health care discriminatory and oppressive practices in receiving assistance and support. The devaluation of human service occupations, the preferential option for corporate interests, and the shameless subsidization of practices that endanger all life on earth. Denial and dismissal of the poor, the marginalized, immigrants, the homeless. The glorification of individual rights at the expense of the common good. The deification of a non-free free market that plunders the earth and treats humans and other living things as commodities and corporations as people. The corrosive inanity of a society that treats money as speech while protecting and affirming not voting rights but voter suppression. And just like the addict, we in this society, especially those who are somewhat insulated from the most immediate and harmful effects of the system to which we have become addicted, we need to hear that these problems did not start with the virus, of course, but have been causing pain for years and decades and centuries because of our unchecked addiction making up excuses for our continued use, turning to it for relief from the very pain which it causes, taking refuge in its familiarity and hiding from its devastating consequences.
0: But we can see the pain. Why don't we just stop? This is an intervention. These problems were not caused by the virus,
1: but the virus with the disruption it has caused in our normal habits provides an opportunity to see these problems in a new light and to do all we can. Even if the vision is only murky at first, to do all we can
0: to imagine a new way forward, to believe that it can happen. So when you hear leaders, frantically calling for getting back to
1: normal or putting the crisis behind us, remember these words of climate activist Greta Thunberg. There is a lot of talk about returning to normal after the COVID-19 outbreak, but normal
0: was a crisis. Normal was a crisis. There will be
1: people. People deep within their own addiction to this way of being who will attempt to convince you that normal was okay, that normal was necessary, that normal indeed is the only way forward. And because it is familiar, even though it is painful and because that pain is unequally distributed, there will be a temptation to listen. The pushers will be talking to us from every available screen, saying normal is all that can ever be, that things cannot be changed, that patriotism calls us to embrace what was, that we can now forget all about what has happened as we continue speeding in the direction we were headed
0: before this unfortunate detour. But we are children of the disruption.
1: This is not a detour. It is the occasion for choosing a new direction. This is an intervention. Normal was a crisis. We have felt the wheels stop. We may not have the exact coordinates of where we are going and what recovering addict
0: does, but we have an expanded sense of what is possible. That is sometimes called hope which is different than optimism. Thomas Merton wrote in his journal, I refuse an optimism that
1: blesses all and accepts all projects of human society as good, progressive, and laudable efforts in which all are to cooperate. Here,
0: one certainly has to distinguish. obviously a shutdown like we are seeing cannot continue
1: forever in its current form as it is hardest on those who had the least to begin with but when we quote open america again unquote let us be clear about what opening means let us think about those most in need as we consider where to put resources there are some aspects of this society that can remain Closed. While we may choose to open things that have never been opened before. Opportunities and access
0: and connections and hearts that have too long been closed. I'm convinced of the sickness of American affluent society, Merton wrote in 1958.
1: To bless that sickness is something I absolutely refuse. Love of the world in this case means understanding and love of the millions of people afflicted by the sickness and suffering from it in various ways. Compassion for them. Desire to liberate them from their obsessions. How can anyone do it?
0: We are all afflicted. To give them some measure of sanity And authenticity. Sanity. And authenticity. Part of 12-step recovery, once having acknowledged the pain
1: and chaos caused by addiction, is coming to believe that one can be restored
0: to sanity. That another kind of life is possible. Writer and activist
1: Arundhati Roy writes, historically, pandemics have forced humans to break with the past and imagine their world anew.
0: This one is no different. It is a portal, a gateway between one world and the next. Unquote. Normal was a crisis. This is an intervention, a new way of being as possible, and we can begin our journey in a new direction together, one day at a time. In closing, let
1: me adapt Merton's words just a little. Love of the world means love of the millions of people afflicted by the addiction to this present system and suffering from it in various ways. The error is in rejecting the addicts and condemning them along with the addiction. This is not about revenge or retribution, but recovery, collective liberation, building. A new way. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire
0: of commitment. These we carry in our hearts until we are together again.